Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Today, we are continuing in our series, Kingdom Principles, and leading our study today is the senior pastor at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Small disclaimer to this issue, we record this in our church, and we're a functional church, and you may hear some praise and worship going on in the background. If you do, I encourage you to embrace it. <laughs> yeah, it's practice. It's, it's practice, because, uh, you know, none of this stuff just happens. Uh, but Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Thank you. I love, I love the uh, disclaimer. That's who we are. I mean, we are Pentecostal in practice and in belief. Um, and so, it is an experience. Yes. And music yes. is a big part of that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I love doing this podcast, not only because it provides another ministerial avenue for the word to people, our listeners, uh, but it allows us to talk more about things that maybe I've just kind of, it's it, it hovers around the background and I can bring back towards the forefront with my own personal self. So this has been a personal thing for me and I appreciate that. So thank you for the opportunity. So this Kingdom Principles uh, series, I hope that everybody has been blessed by it because we are at the very end of it. I think we've just got two more uh, lesson topics. Today we're going to talk about the principle, Kingdom Principle of Humility. Uh, I've got several uh, scriptural texts. I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, Matthew chapter 8, 8 through 13, I'd like to read that. Bible says, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to him that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that self same hour. I've got another uh, scripture text, but I'm not going to read that. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Feel free to read that on your extra time as you study what we're talking about today. And then James 4 and 10, you've heard this. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So we're talking about humility, and it's just uh, it's a, it's a paradox with what humility is uh, because we are called to be uh, humble in life and, and how we present the gospel. Um, we are to not demote ourselves or to mean ourselves, but we are to to put ourselves in a place of, of humble service. We've been talking about servanthood in our church yeah. stuff right recently. Um, life has its share of humbling us. It uh, I can think of quite a few, in fact, in my <laughs> own life. Um, and it's always the things I can talk about, uh, rip, maybe for you is ripping your pants in an unfortunate place, uh, at the, the worst possible, at the time. worst possible right time. before the big board meeting, right? <laughs> exactly. 
Or in my case, when you speak in front of a lot of people, you may say a word that may be come across wrong or no, it doesn't come across. It's just said wrong. Um, So, I mean, we could talk about humbling experiences uh, all day long. Um, We've all experienced it. It's not in the carnal nature of mankind, though, to be humble. That's true. Things have to humble us overall because, or God has to humble us. But nature tends to to make us as hum, humanity uh, proud and selfish. We're self centered and we're self serving. However, the Bible says that we need to find that place to where we humble ourselves. And this is just our our intro and our foundational statement with regards to what we're learning. Is it any wonder in James 4 and 10, as I just read, it says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So as we know, life has its way of keeping us humble. So it behooves us not to wait on those life experiences. (laughs) And as Christians, uh, to wait for God to humble us. uh, Because it's very important that we, as we present the gospel, as we're judged by God and humanity, uh, we need to make ourselves people that don't have a high position of who we are and how we act that makes any sense well i think it's all about modeling jesus right i mean this was literally what we talked about in church this week mm-hmm. how jesus came as a servant you know the the washing of the feet of the disciples i mean those, those are humbling things and just as a point of clarification being humble doesn't mean that you just roll over and let right. this world steamroll you that's exactly right it's it's all about suppressing your own pride mm-hmm. which is a uh, another point in the Bible that uh, we're warned about pride. That's exactly so. right. And and we may talk talk a little bit more about that in our conversation, but uh, we need to define what humility is. What am I talking about? Okay, well, someone articulated what the best definition of humanity is, and I like this, so I'm going to use it. It says, on a life I did not live, on a death I did not die, I place all my hope for eternity. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know where the words came from or anything like that. One seasoned preacher said to a group of young men, he said, if you're humble, you don't have to tell anybody. It's going to show. Yeah. And if you're not, that's going to show too. So as we consider this subject of humility, there's a fine line between the kingdom principle of humility and the exhibition of false pride that masquerades as humility. Yeah. Right? So there's that as well. <laughs> Uh, the scriptures, that's our guide in this. That's what we need to look at as we contemplate this subject. Paul wrote to the believers at Rome in Romans chapter 12 and 3. He says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. First Peter 5 and 6. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So humbling oneself takes a purposeful, intentional action on the part of individuals. Us as Christians, we've got to be very intentional on this because humility, as I said, runs counterculture to our human nature. And so that our effort to achieve humility requires a work yeah. of our lives. When humble is used as a verb, it describes the action of striving to achieve humility. It takes such life-changing actions to uh, make us reevaluate, to maybe uh, reestablish that verb of humble humbleness in our lives that we need. 
boasters, braggarts, big talkers. They learn a new, they must learn a new vocabulary to get to this place of humility if they're to pursue it. I mentioned the other day in our service, if you remember, when we're talking about um, not just humility, but we're talking about servanthood. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. The thing of it is, is that humility is something that because it's counterculture to our personal natures as humanity, we have to put humbleness on. <laughs> True. In other words, if you recall that, we have to be very conscious of the fact that we are not built that way to be humble. We're meant as almost a self-defense uh, mechanism to tell about who we are and what we are and how good we are so that we don't have to face our neg- the negative aspects of ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was P.T. Barnum who described it as being a shameless self-promoter. Well, that's true. That's true. And yep. and look at the impact that he made. Yeah, what a circus. What? Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you but, go. you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm going to use that. But anyways, the, the, the thing is, is that we have to put it on. We have yeah. to be very intentional. And I, and I know I've said, said that four different ways, the same thing. So I think he got that. But Jesus, who was our perfect example, he humbled himself in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed, Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thine be done in Luke 22 and 42. So a person's expressions tend to display their spirit, and it reveals whether he's humble or arrogant. So how do we define humility? It's not just by our facial expressions, but it is a self-examination of how we talk to people, how we portray ourselves to people. What do we, what do, we do and say and portray, both not only in, in a verbal sense, but a nonverbal sense. Yep. Your actions. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so we've got to judge ourselves in that way and really, really guard ourselves from being that person. Um. That's non-humble, if that makes any sense. I oh, hope yeah. that makes sense. Because sometimes I just talk. <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm actually making sense. When you're humble, you reject the arrogance that's so common in the world. And there is that. So now I've, I've kind of put it in Steveism, as it were, on how to describe what humility is and define it. Let me just give you what Merriam-Webster's unabridged dictionary defines humility. It says... It's the quality or state of being humble in spirit, free from pride or arrogance. And so we've talked about man's tendency to exhibit pride. Which it's impossible to miss out on an arrogant look or disdain upon somebody's face. I mean, pride shows. Oh, yeah. Pride will show. Yeah. And, and can I just say, there's nothing wrong with having pride. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of a of an ego. I mean, that's I think it's healthy. In fact, if it wasn't healthy, it wouldn't be in us. Okay? Oh, and, I, and I think there's situations where you need to have it. You need to exhibit that. My children need to know when I'm proud of them because right. it motivates them mm-hmm. to continue the thing that I'm displaying the pride for. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, David referred to a proud countenance as an attribute of the wicked, though. Um, so, so that, what you just said is exactly what we're talking about. It's, that's not what we're referring to with when I'm, when I'm teaching this, but we do really need to focus on that idea that, that really self promotes itself in how we walk, how we talk, how we act. 
and because it's not godly, because we are to portray, as you said it, you got, you went from A to Z. When I started this just a minute ago, you said, well, we just need to act like Jesus pretty much model him. And I'm like, well, there, there it is. <laughs> Thank you for showing up. Uh, yep, buy your Young's concordance and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> We got a lot of feedback on that. I'm surprised yeah, we haven't got a call yet from <laughs> Youngs. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> but but so we know what uh, pride is and how it exhibits itself. Proverbs sixteen eighteen, familiar scripture. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs twenty nine and twenty three says, "A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit." So how can I how can I help to self identify? when my pride is becoming the, the, the bad pride? I mean, is it as simple as saying, if I'm in a situation or a place where I'm not giving credit to God ultimately, mm-hmm. is, is that when it crosses the line? I mean, I need something practical to, to check myself. No, that's a good question. Um, I think it's, it's, not a, it's not a place like a location. Sure. It's not uh, anything like that that you can arrive to, but it has to be a place that you're willing to self-examine. And so when I look at how to answer your question, I do it in prayer. I do it when I'm praying, and I'll say, God, and I like what David said. He said, and I'm putting it in my, my, sure. my phraseology, if there's anything good or bad in me, search it out, Lord. Let me know. Tell me what it is and take it out. And so really when you're at a point to where you want to be a better Christian and, and during the time of prayer, or maybe it's a time of fasting or when you're in the Word, when you're free from distraction and you're looking at consider considering what kind of person you need to be, uh, that's when I do it personally. I think it could be different for everybody. Well, and that's hard for me. And th- this may sound strange, but when I'm in my prayer time, I'm often more reluctant to ask for things for me, even even if it's like I, I mean I do, yeah, but I, I don't it. I mean I don't want to say I feel selfish asking God to to work on me because I, I mean I need it more than anybody. Sure, but I I don't. It's it's hard for me to get to that place regularly. Oh no, I agree, and I'm the same way. I still struggle with that praying for myself. So that's normal. I, yes, it's, I think it's normal. Okay. I think that's I think. That right there may give you an indication of where you're at on your humble meter, as yeah. it were. Well, you don't pray for yourself. Well, God. there's just so much more. I mean, I got a friend going through cancer. I got a friend, you know, who's doing all this. And for me to go, hey, can you just make me a better person? It just seems like, I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's to him it's all the same kind of request, and he wants us to bring those things, but it's tough. Well, consider this. Um, when, when God opened the door of opportunity for Solomon to pray. Uh, He said, I can give you peace from your enemies. I can give you wisdom. I can give you long life, life, riches, riches, all these things. What do you want? What Solomon did is he didn't ask for the things that benefited him directly. He said, Lord, just give me the wisdom that I may lead your people. And God said, well, okay. Well, because you asked for that, I'm going to go ahead and give you the thing, the indirect blessing. I'm going to give you the direct blessing because you were focusing on somebody else. Yeah. I think in another way that whenever we pray for other people, whenever you pray for your enemies, the Bible says you ought to pray for your enemies. 
And if you're praying for other people, it's in that thing that God is blessing you or your situation. You know, I've done that. I, I had a coworker that I was not getting along with and I did not care for. And I didn't like that I so was feeling that way. you didn't pray for God to strike him? I didn't. <laughs> but we began to pray for him. Good. And it's, I read it somewhere, but the, the comment that stuck out to me says, it's hard to hate the people you're praying for. That's exactly right. And man, and now we didn't become best friends. That's we didn't. Okay. We but we got to a place of of tolerance. And I hate to say tolerance because yeah, we should yeah. do more than tolerate people. Yeah. But we got to a place where when I saw him, I didn't go, "Oh, here comes X." Right, 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 right. right. And so, as as you just said, I think it's one of those things when you're praying and outwardly focused on somebody else and praying for their needs or whatever. God helps you strengthens you yeah. as you pray for your enemies god begins to give you a love for them yeah not a you know tolerance is an ugly word in in today's society yeah. but we understand i understand what you're saying yeah. with regards to tolerance it makes it to where you're not in a you're not at a uh, adversarial right position with them whether yeah. they know it or not <laughs> yeah and he didn't thankfully right but. so uh, i pray god the the goal is god wants us to represent him and his church to be his church, rather, yeah. to be his hands and feet. And when we're considering humility, we're considering the ability to be able to deliver the word properly and to be able to be that example. If we're not humble, if it's all about us and, and we focus on the things that only benefit us, well, that's going to come through is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And to this world that's lost, that needs an answer, that they can't find in a politician or a bottle or a pill or a, a star or an, an experience or an event, they're looking for the right answer. And we know it's only Jesus, but but we have to present Jesus in the way that they can receive it. Yeah, it's, yeah so so that that's the onus of what we're talking about. I know that's simple. I know our listeners are going, yeah, yeah, I know that. But, but really it's something that, that bears repeating that it's not a hard concept here. To be like Jesus, you got to want to be like Jesus. Yeah. And you'll do the things, if you're willing, to do the things that will put you in that position. Yeah. An old saying, if you want to be blessed, you got to make yourself blessable. If you want to be used, you got to make yourself usable. And so in prayer for me, or when I'm reading in self-reflection, and I'm saying, God, make me what I need to be, what you want me to be to this world. Yeah. And I find myself... I find myself looking into that precious law of liberty that James talked about. And I begin to consider myself and, and look at myself in a way to where I could do a lot better here. Yeah. And I can take I can I can diminish Steve Gossage and then I can uplift and 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 strengthen Jesus in my life. Because that's what I want. I want oh, yeah. less of me and more of him. Yep. As corny as that may sound to some people. Well, and I would end this portion of, or this segment with the other practical thing that you can do is get an infilling of the Holy Ghost because nothing will help you gut check your day to day like that impression of oh my why did I say that or why did I think that or it'll and it'll drive you to prayer and it'll drive you to change it, it's all it's all part of the plan well so I've got a lot on my notes and and uh, maybe next week in our podcast we'll get into things like the enemy of humility which is pride. We'll get to where the three places where pride generates from. But I want to talk about that. I want to consider go continue on this yeah. this road that we're talking about. I uh 
as far as considering how to get to that place to where you pray or, or, or um, eliminate pride out of your life. It has to be, as I've said already a couple times, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. As we get older, obviously, we have to maintain our physical bodies better. Um, because if we don't, we begin to get out of shape. As I'm an older man now, I used to be able to eat anything I wanted and not gain a pound, and I'd had all that muscle that I used to carry around, and oh, that sounded really prideful. Prideful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you understand. I'm talking about youth. I'm not talking about um, <laughs> beauty. But uh, now that as I'm older, I don't have the muscle anymore, and I know that when I eat, I gain a pound just looking at chocolate or looking at something I shouldn't be eating. So I have to maintain and do the things that will keep less flesh on me. And you have to be intentional to do that. And you have to be intentional. And you have to do the things that's going to, oh, God, I got to go to the gym. I got to make myself Mm. go to the gym. I got to make myself do the walking and the running and the lifting and all these kinds of things. And as we get to where we're so ensconced on who we are, in the flesh, if we're not intentional, we'll continue to go down that wrong road. As I've always said, as humanity, we don't flow uphill, we flow downhill. With the current. With the current. We go downstream because we don't get better by ourselves. But in this humility, we have to be intentional, and we have to say, God, I want to be. You, I mean, honesty with yourself is tough. When you have to say, I'm not a good man, I'm not a, I'm not a good woman, or I, I could be better here. That's tough. It is. Change is, number one, is painful. But to be able to be honest with oneself and say that I need to, I need to be better here. I want to I take, take down my pride and my arrogance and my ego so that maybe my children will appreciate me more. Because when I, and, and my spouse will appreciate me more, my friends and family. Because when I think... Right, the the wellspring of of making things about yourself, I think, is the the big wellspring is is our our pride mm-hmm. and our arrogance, and so if we if we get to that place to where we make God the center, and that we look to get ourselves to a place, and it takes that hard introspection and it takes that uh, uh, investedness on getting done, I think we'll see what we need to see. Well, and I'll tell you, for as hard as it is to hear me tell me that I need to be better or I need to not do this or not do that, it's even harder to hear my spouse tell me that. Sure. Because I'm modeling something so much that she says, you know, what are what are you doing here? Right. You know? Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Hurts. It, it does hurt. And so... I look at it this way. I've been told this all my life, and as I'm an older man, I I see that it's absolutely 100% correct that if you don't um, put yourself in a place, I'm trying to find the right words, if you don't self uh, help yourself in being a little bit less prideful and arrogant, somebody's going to do it for you. Somebody will. Or an event will do it, and it will humble you. And it will, and I'd rather, because it's harder to get up from those things. But if I can do it myself, then I can actually look at God and say, thank you yes. for helping me. And then, I, then I'm on that journey, as it were. Well, then we're together. 
right. Yeah. There is a parallel parallel journey, right? There's a walk. Mm-hmm. But when that event happens, uh, does our can our ego does that make any sense? That our ego can't recover. Yeah, and as Christians, we have to be so intentional with everything because this world is looking for any opportunity to tear us down and attack the word. Yeah, I would submit that this world right now, all the things that's happening in culture. Yeah, it's we th- we say, well, it's it's Republican and Democrat. It's it's deeper than that. Way deeper. It's he- it's heaven or hell. Yep. And right now, I believe, and and again, I don't want to digress, but and I know we're running out of time for today, but uh, I want to say that that whatever happened in this world is the number one enemy to this world's culture right now is the church. Yep. And so, so we need to talk about this more, and, and I'm glad that we're on this subject, this kingdom principle about uh, humility and, and pride and getting rid of pride and becoming more humble. I said to the church the other day, you know, there's a difference between humble and being humble, <laughs> the emphasis on the you. Uh, when you're humble, well, that's, that's, just, that's just who you are, but when you're humble, oh, it's a spiritual thing. It is. <laughs> so I'm humble. I want to get to the humble thing. So that's all I had today, Steve. Well, and you know, like most things that God has planned for you, once you make that change and, and you start to live that change, it becomes your default. Everything gets so much better. That's it. It becomes not a habit. What do they say about a habit? That if you do it 21 days in a row and you're intentional about it, it becomes not a habit, but it becomes a reality, it yep. becomes part of the norm. Well, we're not talking about habits, but I think the concept is right. If sure. you do it enough and you're intentional, then the knee-jerk thing is what you've been doing because, yep. because it's a learned behavior. But you got to do what you said. you got to put it on. you got to put so. it on. So that's all the time we have for this study today. I pray this was a blessing for you and that you will join us as we continue to study God's Word. You can find this and all of our episodes at pohpodcast.com, along with links to your favorite streaming platforms. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and enable notifications so you don't miss a single episode. And please send a link to a friend, share on social media, like our Point of Hope Facebook page, or find the Point of Hope podcast on YouTube. If you have any questions or comments, please email them to pohcontent at gmail.com, and we will respond as we are Thank you, Pastor, for leading us today, and thank you all for listening. And brought to you by Young's, <laughs> Young's Analytical, Analytical Dictionary <laughs> yeah. and the King James Version of the Bible. <laughs> Thanks for listening.